Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. The Kidley Wright from the logo. Got it. Oh, but Kidley Wright. Welcome into the DMVR Buffs podcast presented by the Colorado XOs. I'm Henry Chisholm. Uh, today's going to be a little bit shorter podcast probably. Um, what are we talking about? Let's see. First of all, I guess there isn't much to talk about here, but Jabari Walker did not make the uh, U.S. U19 basketball team. Uh, so that's really disappointing, obviously. Um and that's kind of all there is to say. Um, from there, uh, going to talk a little bit about some of the Olympic stuff and then um, some recruiting things. And then, uh, oh, and then the DraftKings pick of the week. So that's planned for today. Again, probably a little bit shorter podcast to close out the week. But um, I it'll be fun. So there we go. Real quick. Uh, the presenting sponsor, like I said, the Colorado XOs. They are a rugby team here in Colorado, just finished their first season, went 500, which is impressive, again, considering it was their first season. And uh, they also got three players into Major League Rugby. They're like a feeding program to the U.S. national team, to Major League Rugby. Uh, it's a cool project that they have going. You can follow along with DNVR Rugby on Twitter, the DNVR Rugby podcast, and the written content at thednvr.com. All right, um, Olympic stuff, again, there isn't that much to talk about. You know, I'm actually curious about that. Um, you know, if, if you did have, like, a track analyst on here, how much could you talk about it? Because to me, it's like, you know, you run at, a, at whatever speed, and then that's it. The, the point is, here's, here's, the, here's the details. Um, two more former Colorado athletes, or we're supposed to call them forever buffs, um, made it to the Olympics last night, uh, both in the steeplechase, the women's steeplechase. Uh, first, you've got Emma Coburn. Um, not, not really a surprise that she qualified for the Olympics. Um, this is going to be her third Olympics competing in the steeplechase. Um, Really cool. Uh, she came in first. Top three make it onto the U.S. team for the Olympics. Val Constein came in third. Um, so, obviously, uh, she made it as well. Um, half of the American Olympians in the history of the women's steeplechase event attended the University of Colorado. That's pretty crazy. It's only been around since 2008, but that's four Olympics now, and Colorado has put in half of the entire field of Americans. 
I don't. Actually, I, I I'm gonna figure out. I'm gonna figure out why that is. I mean, I guess it's just because it's a good track school and all that. Um, but but the point is, those two are going to join Joe Klecker, who qualified in the uh, ten thousand meter run, uh, obviously on the men's side, uh, as like the the three Olympians from Colorado. There are still a couple who have a chance over the weekend. Um, McKenna Morley, Kerry Verdon, uh, Verdon, sorry. Uh, and uh, again, it probably on the outside looking in. These probably are the three, but uh, that's still on the way. Um, Sage Herta just about made it in uh, in the 800. It was, uh, I mean, you guys might have seen the clip. It was just a brutal finish. Again, it's the top three who qualify, and she was fifth going into the final stretch. And the 800, again, for the non-track people, that's two laps around the track. And so she got into, like, the final stretch, the final 100 meters, came around that corner. And she was in fifth, but it was so tight. And over the course of, like, that last 100 meters, there was a lot of movement, a lot of separation, people passing each other. And, and she was so close that she had, like, a real chance. Um, but... She she stepped on the foot of the uh, the girl in front of her, and she fell, broke her wrist, and so she will not be in the Olympics, which is too bad. Um, but again, so far, Colorado has three qualified. Again, half of all of the women's steeplechasers ever have come from the University of Colorado. Just crazy. Um, so there's an update on all that stuff. I actually don't know when the Olympics start, but we'll obviously follow along with all these guys. Uh, once uh, that kicks off. Um, let's just go straight into this recruiting stuff. Um, again, not too much into the details, but there's just like this trend that we've seen in terms of who the buffs have gone after under Carl Durrell. Uh, so yesterday, CU got a commitment from, oh, I got his name, Sire Stewart. Sire Stewart's his name. I always think it's Sly Stewart. It is not. So Sire Stewart is the son of, like, all-time great quarterback Cordell Stewart. Um, here's the thing, though. So, like, obviously it's really exciting. Uh, definitely, like, really, really cool. Uh, great move, I think. But... He doesn't even have, like, recruiting profiles. You know, we talked a little bit about um, Asan Diop, the basketball player, earlier this week, and how he, you know, wasn't ranked by the recruiting services. Well, he at least had, like, profiles made. Like, like they had his details. They just didn't give him, like, a three-star, two-star, four-star, anything like that. Um, Sire Stewart just coming out of nowhere. He does have, like, a huddle page, obviously, so you can, like, go watch him. But, like, nothing on 24-7 sports, nothing on rivals. And that is rare. That is really rare. And, again, if you're big into, like, the the recruiting rankings and getting four stars and five stars, which, again, it, you're, you don't complain about getting those guys, um, but it might be a little bit overrated. Not a great look. Here's the thing, though. Colorado has a bit of a trend going after guys like Sire Stewart, um, you know, connected to the university um, or connected to coaching staffs as well. You know, Owen McCown is a great example of this. Owen McCown, the son of, oh, every single time, 
Luke and Josh McCown to me were basically the the same person my entire life. You know what? Let's look it up right now because I'll just remember this forever. Because now that he's a buff and and he's like a buff dad, we need to know which which McCown is Owen's dad. Let's see, Josh McCown. Okay. Josh McCown is Owen McCown's dad. There we go. Never going to forget that again. But Josh McCown played um, a couple of times with Carl Durrell um, in 2008. And then again in 2017 and 2018, Josh McCown was on the same team as Carl Durrell. And you'd have to think that those conversations were incredibly important in landing Owen McCown. Um, from there, you know, you look at the other connections. There was, there was an offer that the buffs gave out. I think that was also yesterday, um, to a defensive lineman, uh, who again was not like a highly rated guy, but he, his father was the assistant defensive line coach for the Eagles when Chris Wilson was the Eagles defensive line coach. And now Chris Wilson, obviously the Buffs defensive coordinator. Um, when, when he left Philadelphia, the assistant coach became the head coach. Um, and now you see this offer coming in. You know, there's this coaching staff has so many connections with NFL families, I guess, that they're, they're going after a very certain type of player and, and I guess not not everybody they recruit fits that mold but it would be impossible for everybody you recruit to fit the like NFL bloodline mold because there just aren't very many of them out there um definitely a trend that's going on though and honestly it's something that I like um I think it fits Carl Durrell really well um because you know what do you expect from those guys Guys who grew up, you know, either their dad's coaching the NFL, the dad's playing in the NFL, whatever. They get the sport. They've thought about the sport for their entire lives. You know, I, I think that the the odds of you finding somebody who just isn't like a, just not a fit for, for football, just it just doesn't work out. It seems so much slimmer. And on top of that, like maybe, maybe this isn't like a real thing, but it does feel like, those are your gamer mentalities. Those are the guys who like play up, you know, at, at Montana, for example. So the, the season that I covered Montana and you guys probably all know this because we talk about it so much. Uh, Bobby Houck came back as the head coach. He'd done a bunch of great things. He had been there for like a decade at one point, left under some interesting circumstances, but that's college football and uh, came back is, is turning the program around. One thing he did, though, he got his son to uh, transfer from northern Arizona to Montana. His son was a strong safety. He's probably 5'8", five, 5'9", five, not all that big, but he could fly around, and he makes plays. You know, I think that that's kind of the mold you're looking at with somebody like Sly Stewart. You know, you watch him, he's, I mean, I guess he played corner and and receiver I think he actually might have played a little bit safety too now thinking back to some of those clips but it's the same thing I think he's he's 5'8 5'9 something around there and uh, just not a very big football player sometimes those guys turn out to be good football players though despite not having all those physical tools and if you're going to 
take a bet on somebody, Cordell Stewart's son is a good one to take a bet on, you know, uh, for a bunch of different reasons. First of all, like, regardless of the CU connections, I really do think that the, the, the NFL ties, those bloodlines, those do mean something. Growing up in that sort of household, that definitely means something, in my opinion. Um, on top of that, though, I mean, the kid could be five foot three and run a five second 40. And I think you could talk yourself into giving him a scholarship just so that you get Cordell Stewart back on campus six times a year. Um, it's just great for the university. You know, he, uh, what was he back for? That would have been the 2019 season. I can't remember what game that was. I mean, it's, it feels like it must have been the Nebraska game because like, cause that was the big one, but I had a chance to, to meet him and uh, you know, it was like a, just kind of like a little media scrum people asking questions and you know, the, the guy's a star. Like you like there, there's people who you run into where you're just like, wow, you know, I, who else? I, I met like uh, Daniel Graham on the sideline uh, that season too. And you know, love Daniel Graham, all that, of course, but it's just a little bit different. You know, he's not he's not slash, you know, and so I do think that even if you don't expect anything football wise out of this guy and and maybe that's true of Josh McCown too. just have these guys around, have them maybe as resources for the team. Even, you know, I could honestly see McCown trying to take like a coaching role, too. You know, he's such a football lifer type of guy. I wonder what he's doing now. Um, Josh McCown. We're going to give that a quick Google. Google. Um, but, yeah, like he played 18 years in the NFL. I, uh, you know, if, if you play 18 years in the NFL, you love football. Like, obviously. Especially when you're a backup quarterback most of that time. And... He, this is kind of the first time this has come to my mind, but it does kind of seem like he is somebody who would want to get into coaching, and that sort of connection could be really, really big for for him and for the Buffs. I don't know. Maybe something to keep an eye on, or uh, maybe not. Um, but yeah, so you know, there there is this trend. There's been other guys too, um, but. I like it. I like it. You know, especially because the truth is I don't think that they can land four stars. I, I don't want to say that. I don't think that's true. But what we've seen is that they haven't landed a four star yet. Um, Carl Durrell's coaching staff. That probably needs to change for you to be competing at, at the highest levels of college football. But when it comes to, you know, building up the program getting yourself into, you know, the top four in the Pac-12, you know, that's something you can do with with the, the, the recruiting classes that Carl has put together. Plus, you know, there's a little bit of talent that's left over. Um, you know, you, you have four stars, young four stars on the roster from the, the Mel Tucker era, like Brendan Rice and Ashad Clayton and, and all those guys. And so that, that mix to me is enough and... If some of these guys pop, and I think that, again, when, when you're looking for reasons that people could pop, I, 
I love going after these sorts of ties. I don't know. I uh, I like it. I, I like it. I think I think that this is a good plan, um, especially because you know they they haven't landed a four star yet, and I I wonder what I wonder what that is. I really do. Um, but we'll keep following along a little bit, of course. See see who they go after. Um, definitely exciting though to see uh, this class start to fill out. You know, it, it's still when you look at the recruiting rankings and all that, it's not all that great. I trust Carl Durrell and his evaluations, though. And I, that's what it comes down to. Again, highest level of college football, you need guys who are big and strong and fast, and that's basically all that recruiting rankings mean is big, strong, fast. Like, if you have all three of those, you're a five-star. If you're six foot five and 270 pounds and can run a four-five, cool. There you go. Five-star. If you're two of those things... You're a three star, and if you're one of those things, you, you know, yeah. But uh, yeah, I think that's all my thoughts there. Um, let's take a quick break. We'll get into the DraftKings pick of the week. Hassle Cattle Company is the absolute best place for all of your beef needs. Uh, they have a whole bunch of incredible products. Uh, there's smoked sausage, uh, all sorts of different steaks, of course, um, hamburger, all that stuff. Um, they, they win a bunch of awards because they're really good. It's a fourth generation cattle farm out of Texas. Um, and right now there's an awesome deal. Actually, there's two deals. First of all, you can still use that code DMVR20 for 20% off and free shipping, but you can also get buy three, get one free flank steaks with the code DNVR flank. It's DNVR F L A N K. And those are, the, the, I think they cost $9.99. And so you can get four steaks. Again, really good Wagyu beef steaks uh, for $29.97. There you go. Plus, I guess, probably shipping too. I mean, I don't know if you can combine that code with the DMVR20. If you could and get free shipping too. I mean, that would obviously be the move. There's no way that you can do that. But, uh, yeah, it's so much good stuff. They, they win a bunch of awards for all their beef. Um, they they have the Hassle Cattle Wagyu Beef Burger at the DMVR bar. I honestly thought, like, the, the first time I tried it, that it was just going to be, you know, a burger. Like, how much different can a, a, a burger taste? And it turns out the difference is huge. And, again, I don't have the most sophisticated palate, and so the fact that I could pick up on the details means something. Um, seriously, it's good stuff. Make sure you either use that DMVR20 code at hasslecattlecompany.com, H-A-S-S-E-L-L, cattlecompany.com, um, or take advantage of that DMVR flank code, and uh, you honestly can't go wrong with anything that they sell. Also, I uh, want to give a shout-out to our friends over at Manscaped. Uh, they do so much for all of us. Um, on Sunday, on Sunday, I'm playing in a golf tournament. Um, it's it's really far away. I uh, initially, I mean, I always knew it was far away. Ryan thought that it was close, um, and so then he agreed, and then uh, found out that it was a long way away, and so then he came to me because he knows that I'll just do whatever. 
and uh so now it's me and ryan and eric and blaze like so eric we know him as d line co but blaze who you guys might watch on like the av shows that kind of stuff he's the other half of d line co um but yeah we're going to play a golf tournament and it's going to be hot and that means i am going to be covered in crop preserver um, which is the ball deodorant from Manscaped. So many great products. The Lawnmower 4.0, we tell you about all the time, but it seriously is a game changer. Check it out for yourselves. Go to manscaped.com. Um, they have different bundles. They have all sorts of different products. And again, I, I really like the, the Lawnmower 4.0, but to me, it's it's all of the, the concoctions that they have that really make it stand out. Um you know, I mentioned the crop preserver. They they have like, they have so many different products. You wouldn't believe it. There's like a crop reviver, just like freshens you up. So many different things that come in handy at very important times. Uh, so go to manscaped.com. Check out all the different stuff that over 2 million men worldwide have bought into. And uh, use the code DMVR when you check out to get 20% off and free worldwide shipping. It's a great deal. Don't let it go to waste. Your balls will thank you. All right. Um, before we get out of here, quick DraftKings pick of the week. We're going to the NHL. We now know who is going to be competing in the Stanley Cup final. And uh, it's Montreal on one side. It's Tampa Bay on the other. Tampa Bay, they've won before. They've got one of the best goalies alive. They've got a good team around him. Montreal, they uh, were not expected to get anywhere near this far. And that's uh, that, that makes for kind of a weird matchup. You know, you think back to like like the Super Bowl, for example, when you have the Buccaneers on one side, the Chiefs on the other side, and you're like, yep, makes sense. Those are the two teams. Tampa Bay on one side, that's what we all expected. But then we thought it'd be the Avs on the other side. And if not the Avs, then probably Vegas. And then probably like four more teams before you get down to Montreal. Montreal, though, I, I think this is where the magic runs out. It's tough to believe that they could actually close the deal here, just just given the, the, the rosters that these two teams have. Um, Tampa is uh, favored in the series, as, as you'd expect. Um, you can get them minus one and a half games, which uh, basically means they need to win four zip, four one, or four two. Uh, it can't go to a game seven, and of course they have to win um, at just about even odds. It's it's minus one twelve, I think, um, and to me that's a good bet. It's uh it's no fun. Like it'd be fun to take like plus value on Montreal to win the series. There's just no reason to do that though. I I can't I can't talk myself into it. So so we're going with Tampa Bay minus one and a half games in uh, this series. I'm, I feel good about it. I feel good about it. Uh, that's going to do it for today. And uh, we'll be back on Monday with uh, some more. Probably some, some longer stuff too. But uh, I'm excited. See you guys then.